2: Welcome to I'm Listening. This is a Frasier fan podcast. It's actually the second of its kind, but I'm not going to tell you what the first one is. Uh, so every, every episode I have a special guest or special guests, and today is no different. Uh, so today I've got comedian and writer and friend Rebecca Shortall joining me. Hello, Rebecca. How are Hi, you? Hi, Anisa. And I also have TV and culture writer Sophie Davis uh, coming to the program for the first time. How are you today?
3: Hey, I'm good. Thank you.
2: This is very exciting uh, because, Sophie, I met you on Twitter uh, because I uh, learned that you listen to my podcast. Oh, that's so
3: cool. Yeah, we met on Twitter. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm
2: curious. How did you find out about this podcast?
3: Uh, I can't remember now I think someone must have like retweeted it uh the first episode that I listened to was the one about um Roz and Daphne at like the sort of I think you were talking about the Madonna whore complex that's right yes. um and someone that's like retweeted it and I thought wow that sounds like exactly my sort of thing <laughs> uh I,
2: well I this, this, you're the first guest I've had on that was like started as a person who was introduced to this podcast this, this,
3: oh wow this is very, that's nice it's
2: very <laughs> exciting um so I brought you guys here today because number one I know that both of you are Fraser fans uh and we'll get into that but secondly uh some of the stuff that I read online or comments I get on on certain episodes end up coming back to like Britishisms in the show. I don't know if Britishisms is a word, but um, you essentially, anyway. yeah, it you is know. now. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, I've definitely heard comments specifically from British fans about the show, and yeah, I'm just kind of interested to learn more. So, you you guys are my British experts. <laughs> the British <laughs> product, right? No pressure. Um, so, before we get into some of these. Britishisms. Yes, this is a new word that I've created. Uh, I would love to just learn about how both of you got into the show. Let's start with our guest who's calling in from England, um, Sophie. How did you? How did you get into Fraser? What's your history with the show?
3: Well um, I was too young to really watch it when it originally aired. Uh, I started watching it when I was about 14 or 15 years old by which point it was already over. Um, it aired on Channel 4 in the UK not long after it aired in the US. Uh, I sort of came to Frasier via The Simpsons really because I, I grew up watching a lot of The Simpsons and I was always really interested in like the writers and the voice actors and all that behind the scenes stuff. So I, be- I became aware of uh Uh, Kelsey Grammer because he was the voice of Sideshow Bob and then there was actually, I'm not sure if you've seen this episode but there was an episode of The Simpsons where Sideshow Bob's brother appeared and he was played by David Hyde Pierce Mm -hmm. Um, yeah uh, David Hyde Pierce appeared as the brother and there were loads of Frasier references in that episode which obviously I didn't get at the time because I hadn't seen it Mm. so then I kind of, I decided to like seek out Frasier really and I found that Channel 4 was Showing two episodes every morning. Um, it's still on in this same time slot now. It gets shown two episodes every day at like 8 a.m. Um, and so what I would do is uh my mum would record two episodes for me every day on video, and then when I got home from school, I'd watch those two episodes. It was like part of my daily routine, really, just gradually watching Frasier two episodes a day on video over a, a few years. I love it.
2: I I also uh... And well, Rebecca, I'm curious. So for me, I started watching it similarly to Sophie when it was still on TV. I actually
1: also have a super similar experience. Yeah? Not when it was still on TV. How old are you, Sophie, if you don't mind me asking?
2: I'm 26.
1: I'm 27.
2: So actually we're like uh, on the same night. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like... 31. I'm the oldest of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I'm wise. I know a lot. You um, were alive when Frasier was on. That's it was right. <laughs> I was. I was. I don't know how. I can't do math, but absolutely in 1990. I know that show started in 1993. I started watching it in 94. So I was definitely a child. Oh, wow. Yeah, you were super young. <clears throat> I also didn't have cable growing up. Uh, so What I was, channel was it on? Uh, so for me, it was on NBC. Oh, because of Cheers. Right, of course. Um, right. Exactly, yeah. um, but Rebecca, how did you get into the show? as so, you start watching it?
1: I had a super similar experience. My parents were both friend, uh, fans of Cheers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to watch it on their date nights, okay, together. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, they were both. They're both from Ireland. Uh, they started dating, I think, in the eighties. I mm-hmm. want to say when was Cheers on?
2: Uh, it definitely started in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. So
1: um, they became fans of Frasier because it was a spinoff of Cheers. Mm-hmm. I became a fan of Frasier because they used to have a lot of recorded VHS tapes of it. And then (sighs) same again, like you said, uh, Sophie, uh, it's always on around like in the morning. So I would still, like back when I lived in England, watch it before I would go to work when I was getting ready on Channel 4.
2: Love it. Yes. And then, it's,
1: oh, and then my parents bought all the DVD box sets. So we just powered through the whole series back when box sets were a thing.
2: I uh I do wish and and I'm thinking I should invest in buying the season somehow because I right now I'm fully relying on Netflix and I think Oh, it's all on Netflix, isn't it? It is, but like it, Freaks and Geeks, which is one of my favorite shows, they just took it off and I'm like, oh. What am i gonna do oh that's true yeah
3: yeah annoyingly in the uk it is not on netflix i don't know why um so i've got the dvd box set with like every episode just in one box set um if it was on netflix that would make my life a lot easier i bet yeah and for me
2: i my laptop is is a newer model, so it doesn't even have a DVD like slot. Oh, yeah. Right, of course, yeah. So I don't know what I, like, you'd and you'd have
1: to go old school and actually buy like the physical DVD <laughs> thing and plug it into a TV. You I'd
2: know? either have to do that or I'd have to buy the episodes on what iTunes or something. But I love mm. box sets. They're so like I don't know, like you know, I'm assuming if you, both of you or one of you has the box set, it's mm. got all these like pictures from each season. Oh yeah, and... like
1: Eddie is on like the little uh, spine of yeah. the DVD and stuff. I love that. Uh, there's probably it. a
2: different color for each season. I'm just yeah, that's no, right. Yeah. Actually,
1: they are. I know this because I'm apparently a geek that remembers everything. Uh, yeah. They are all white box Re- sets with Frasier in red font.
3: Interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: In the one that I've got, each season is like the discs are different colors, Um and yeah, some of the DVD menus are very like very 90s.
1: <laughs> oh, it's true because my parents have like Seinfeld DVD box sets, Frasier, and all the Cheers box sets as well
2: love it. it's great these are our records yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's all we have uh so in terms of uh britishisms which is again i i'm not going to say that i it, somebody else definitely said it before me it doesn't mean it's a real word but um when i say britishisms i think i kind of mean just any references i've i feel like i've heard a lot of references to england in the show um so i'm curious if there's and if you if you don't have an answer to this, I have a bunch of them written down. But um, Rebecca, let's start with you. When you think of the show, first off, where in England are you from? London. You're from London. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. As uh, Daphne is from Manchester. She, yes. She mentions that in the first season. Now, unfortunately, I'm going to be honest. That doesn't really mean anything to me when I hear Manchester.
1: Oh, Manchester is like up north, so it's like. So actually, uh, not terribly dissimilar from Sophie's accent, which is, I, I'm guessing like you sound kind of like you're from the Midlands, despite being from Wales.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm from is like maybe a 40 minute drive from Manchester. So it's yeah. a similar area.
1: Yeah, I'd be like a four hour drive from Manchester. Or something yeah. Like yeah.
3: Area. Got it.
1: But uh, yeah, the South has like a very different accent than Daphne has. Mm-hmm. I remember. I don't know where the actress is actually from. I mean, you you might know Anita, but
3: I can look it up. I'm looking. Above. She. Oh, I I know this. She's from uh, West Sussex. Let's oh, because
1: I remember Sussex. hearing that the Northern accent was put on because Sussex is like down South. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, it's, near, like it's near you, I think. Yeah. yeah, she'd be in a. She'd be from actually West Sussex is where my parents moved to. Okay, so oh, cool. interesting. Same town, same county.
2: Well, yes. All right. So with that in mind and and you I can't remember if you said this off the air, Sophie. Wh- and where are you from again?
3: Uh I'm from a place called Harden, which is in North Wales. North Wales. Okay. Again, I am
2: ignorant, but I wanted our <laughs> listeners who, you know, there it's perha- there's definitely other British people, I would say at least 2 to 3 <laughs> that are <laughs> listening to this podcast. So, hopefully you'll appreciate it. I f- felt like it was worth mentioning where both of you are from and given that in mind, I don't know how well either one of you know the Manchester accent. Do it's, you feel like oh yeah. Daphne's it's, was
1: accurate? I feel like Daphne's is like an impression of what a lot of people would do of a Manchester accent. Interesting. Yeah.
3: Sophie? Yeah, she's she's doing like quite a generic northern accent. Yeah. Like she definitely sounds like she's from the north, but not specifically Manchester. Yeah. So like when Niles first meets her, it's quite funny the way he's like, "Oh, that's such a lovely accent. Are you from Manchester?" because no one from Britain would say that from hearing her <laughs> accent. You know, it's not bad by any means, but um she's yeah. in the right area. It's just not really specifically a Manchester accent. She's more like the vague,
1: like, uh, Game of Thrones, like, you know nothing, Jon Snow kind of accent. Yeah,
3: just a general northern sort of twang going on. Interesting. Um, you know what's funny, though, is yeah. weird,
1: because uh, when I watched Fraser, I was very young, and for some reason I was like, are they just Americans doing bad British accents? I know they're, <laughs> they're posh Americans.
2: Well, there's at least two other people that, well, are British characters on the show, uh, that are not British in real life. So her brother um, played by Anthony LaPaglia from what I know him best from CBS's CSI, which is no longer on, I believe. I know the name. But her brother, um, Simon, who's like a wreck. He like shows up in what season six or season seven. Um, Do you guys remember the way he spoke?
3: honestly yeah oh sorry oh no you yeah. guys actually please yeah. um well he yeah he's doing quite a general british accent like the kind of accent that people who aren't from britain tend to do when they're impersonating someone from britain um he's he does it quite well and i think his um his performance is pretty good but uh yeah considering he's daphne's brother he's supposed to be from manchester like a uh, nowhere near manchester at all it's more sort of like a Southern, like maybe London sort of accent that he's putting on, really.
2: Yeah, so then my guess is probably... So Anthony is, um, surprise, surprise, not English. He's actually actually Australian. Oh, oh. Yes, he's Australian, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I started looking up you know, researching for this episode uh, because I know him from CSI, which is like a crime show, uh, and he's American on that. And I just thought he was American um, until I I actually posted in a Facebook in a Fraser fan group. There are at least two you the bo- just so both of you know they're both great and they both have ten thousand plus people in them. It's, <laughs> wow. um, it is tr- <laughs> truly incredible. Uh, but so I I posted sometimes when I want to get like you know crowdsourced Some answers I asked in the group, uh, like last week, you know, what are things that stick out to you if you're a a, a British person? Well, I said a Brit. I don't know if that's super obnoxious, by the way. That's fine. A Brit? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. I'll keep saying it until somebody tells me to stop. Um, But yeah. So somebody like got into the thread about Anthony or Anthony LaPaglia and said, it sounds like he's an Australian trying to do a British accent. And then somebody. like posted a link to his imdb page so anyway he's That's australian weird. australians
1: S- are usually so good at like every accent
2: yeah oh nicole kidman
1: well oh, no nicole kidman is terrible never mind <laughs> uh, margot robbie <laughs> is who i was thinking of oh
2: okay yeah. cool she was great in um i tanya sophie did you see that
3: yes i have yeah yeah no she's very good i th- I don't think antony Pally- lapalia is that bad to be honest. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think if I didn't, I can't remember what my first reaction was, because when I was younger, I wouldn't have known that he was Australian. Whereas, like, for example, I watched his episodes a few days ago, and I knew that he was Australian. And I can't remember what my first impression was when I was younger. I think I might have thought he was British, um, but from London rather than Manchester.
1: Interesting. I wouldn't have even registered it. I think I was just sort of, I was just, because I watched it like at the same age as you did, I was just registering Everything is what was being told to me on the screen. Yeah, My sure. main point of contention was I was sitting there going, is Frasier British or is he not? I don't understand. <laughs> you mean
2: in real life? That, or, oh, you mean just the way he spoke on the show? Yeah, because he's so fancy. Yeah. I was like, I don't
1: quite get if him and Niles are supposed to be like posh British and Daphne's like the dirt maid. Like, <laughs> if... And then I was like, "But the dad's American," and I was like trying to like figure it out. And I asked my mom, and she was like, "They're American," and I was like, "But they sound so fancy."
2: They do sound fancy, actually. I'm so glad you said the word "fancy." One, I didn't even think of this until you just said "fancy." One of my favorite episodes of that show, and the if and made me think if I were watching it for the first time I think is he British was an episode in episode eight where he gets a butler for one episode named Ferguson I remember that one yes (laughs) Ferguson (laughs) who uh, if that the what's his name Victor something the actor who plays Ferguson I'd say his most famous role uh, he plays the the guy who built the Titanic in the movie Titanic oh yes and he's yeah, Wait, Victor, Victor Garber. Garber. Victor Garber, also an alias. Yes, I f- love alias. Okay, so I, think he's I, was say, I was about to say I was about to remember, well. but I would stop oh, myself. Oh, who does he play in *Legally Blonde*? He's the pervy he's professor. The, yeah, the pervy professor. Aww. He fills her
1: up when he's like, "You could like really be a good lawyer." Unbelievable. Yeah. Well,
2: I like to think of him only as a good, a good man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so th- yes, yeah, so there's an episode in season eight uh, where Fraser has a butler, which is. So crazy for so many reasons. But for me, the biggest one is he lives in an apartment.
0: Yeah. So right. honestly,
2: to me, it's the behavior of a crazy person. <laughs> uh, but he definitely like at the end of that episode, of course, uh, things come to the conclusion that, no, he's not going to have a butler anymore. <laughs> Although the reason is that Ferguson realizes he wants to go back to England to pursue a previous person who hired him, who he was in love with. Uh so he he decides to leave, but before he leaves, he says something to Fraser like, "Let me draw you a bath or something." Like, no man should have to draw his own bath. And then Fraser says, "Carry on, Ferguson." I don't know. It was it was insane. Uh, it's
1: weird because you talk about him being going back to England, and all I can hear in my head is Victor Garber's accent, <laughs> like he's like. Like, there's also, side note, he played Daddy Warbucks in the 2001 remake of Annie that was made for the Disney Channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? yeah I, I have that on DVD, which is really weird.
2: Wow. Um, I haven't seen it. Mm. I would like to. Um, okay, so I brought... So, so, yes, that made me think of the fanciness, fanciness of Frasier. And for a while... I also thought, is he vaguely British? What Mm. is this? Then I decided he has more of a transatlantic accent, which is like the accent you hear in old American movies. Oldie timey, old Hollywood. Oldie timey, that's right. Old timey, oldie timey. Uh, Sophie, do you know what I'm talking about? The transatlantic accent?
3: (sighs) Yeah, like that sort of old Hollywood, like, yeah, quite sort of, pretentious like clipped yes. tones and that yeah. sort of thing. like
1: The ca- only American accent I can do successfully by the way is, is that one. <laughs>
3: oh, transatlantic. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, like I think of like Catherine Hepburn or like Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Yes. Uh now the most crit- cri- uh, the most criticisms I've heard on Frasier of any British accent is from uh an episode where Daphne's old boyfriend comes back. His name is Clive. Um, this is like an early season. Oh, it's called the Two Mrs. Cranes. Uh, this is season four, episode one. So this is Daphne's ex-fiance Clive visits her in Seattle to declare his continuing love for her. Rather than tell him the truth, I'm reading from IMDb right now. Shout out this to is IMDb. The episode, read that. Um, yes. Um, so uh, she pretends she doesn't want to get back together with Clive, her ex-boyfriend. Uh, so she pretends to be uh, she pretends to be engaged to Niles. Sophie, does this ring a bell?
3: This does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, It's a shame because it's such a good episode and it's got this really weird accent at the center of it all. Uh, Rebecca, do you want to hear it? Yes, absolutely. I can can
2: play a clip for you. Um, So... Before I play this clip, the first thing I thought of when I heard this accent was uh, Dick Van Dyke in the movie Mary Poppins. (laughs) You know what's weird?
1: Yeah, exactly. I did my research before coming to the podcast. So I started a Fraser rewatch on Netflix. Nice. And um, I looked up like all the best episodes that frequently top like critics lists of like the, the best Fraser episodes and the two Mrs. Cranes is always on there uh-huh so it's funny that this accent is also a point of contention
3: i'm not sure if i want to hear it Oh, that's... <laughs> it's it's pretty cringe yeah. i don't
1: remember the accent i think i was too young when i first saw this episode and never went back to
3: it's it kind again. of all over the place it's that's why it's so weird because sometimes it sounds quite good but then he'll say <laughs> something and he pronounces it so bizarrely it's just it's
1: really odd i mean you said dick van dyke just a second ago
3: Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I would say as well. Um, there's one point where I think he pronounces Daphne like Daphne. Oh. And that's <laughs> not like any region of the UK. That's just, like, I don't know where like that came from. That British people say an A, but like. Yeah, he's like Daphne. All
2: right, I've got yeah, it. And, right. Oh, oh so, cool. so so Sophie, you might be able to hear this a little.
3: No, 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 let me finish. My feelings for you haven't changed.
0: I think about you every day, every night. And there comes a time in every man's life when he's gotta summon up the courage to look a woman straight in the eye and say, cheese nips.
2: How's that is that a good a good sample?
1: Yeah, that's a pretty he goes like Gotta look you in the eye and say, I <laughs> oh, love no. you. Yeah, and,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and there's a bit where he I think he's talking about like the view from the balcony and he says, um, lovely.
1: Loverly. Like Dick,
3: like Dick Van Dyke in yeah. Mary Poppins. It's weird cuz I
1: saw the trailer for Mary Poppins Returns the other day and like I think Lin Manuel Miranda is deliberately doing a Dick Van Dyke like <laughs> yeah, homage. Yeah,
3: I thought that as well. It sounds like he's doing it deliberately. Cuz he's going all, Hopefully. Mary Poppins like, you
1: know, she's back
3: like that kind of thing.
2: Now, I do want to give a shout out to executive uh producer and one of the writers of Frasier, a shout out right now because when I was reading about this sort of Clive controversy mm-hmm. on the internet. And believe me, there is a controversy. Oh, for real? Uh, yes. Uh, fortunately, there's an article here. I think this is from somebody's blog. But essentially, Joe Keenan sort of got word of this controversy about how bad his voice is and <laughs> sent an email uh, to—he um, sent an email about it to—I don't remember. Oh, like a frasier fan who's got this uh, website. Okay, so— so this is what Joe Keenan said. I have for over a decade now heard Scott Atkinson, that's the guy who plays Clive, as Clive in Two Mrs. Cray- Cranes, loudly decried, especially by English Fraser fans who can't <laughs> comprehend our failure to have cast an actual Brit in the part. What those outside the business can't realize is that a multicam sitcom script, multicam sitcom scripts are sometimes finished and guest roles cast mere days, if not hours before the table reads. So he says that, And then he goes on to say the part of Clive has three main requirements. The actor has to be funny. He has to be handsome enough for us to believe that Roz and Daphne would instantly go to war over him. And he has to, uh, he had to be, or at least play English. We saw eight actors; perhaps half of them were British. None of the Brit- Brits were either. Eight people. F- yeah, none of the Brits were either funny or sexy enough to make the story work. <laughs> Scott, a handsome and charming American, came in and read the part under the apparent impression that the role was based on Hugh Grant. We explain. The- Wait, <laughs> I do not read Hugh Grant for that performance at all. Uh, what? Yeah, what? Uh, could you um, hearing Hugh Grant's accent? Would you say, "Oh, that's a certain kind of." british accent
1: he's very upper class like very posh sounding
2: okay he's very posh he sounds
1: like he's from money basically
2: got it so they so he said we explained to clive uh that he was working class he took a few minutes to prepare and came back with a working class wait
1: they're pairing hugh grant and working class together
2: well i don't think they they basically were trying to stop him from the from doing hugh grant said he's supposed to be working class um so he took a few minutes to prepare. Um, While a touch broad, it seemed serviceable enough for American ears. Had we cast any of our Scott uh, choices, uh, we would have torpedoed the whole episode. Uh, You know what? It seems like a fair defense. I mean, yeah, I
1: mean, I get it. Also, he's just... uh... I, I forget that Were Roz and Daphne fighting over him Supposedly for the episode Yes Right Interesting
2: Yes they, Daphne realized it, realized That now he's a catch And then Roz was like You know He's hot <laughs> In the end Not surprisingly Everything blows up in their face sure. um, So Also I like that they were like None of the Brits were funny and
1: sexy No
2: in, do you, Does that Does that insult
1: Either one of you No it's a frequent stereotype Of British people Is that we are neither funny Nor sexy <laughs>
3: true sophie yeah i think a lot of people they like the voice but then yeah everything else not so much
1: oh half the reason i moved here is because i'm a lot more attractive over here than i am back home <laughs> <laughs>
2: um where you live sophie i you know i i've never been to anywhere in england but do you like run into a lot of non-brits or people that do say kind of obnoxious things about your accent
3: not really around here no um London is like the main sort of area where you come across a lot of tourists Um, and I've never actually been to the U.S. either so uh, I haven't had that experience. I do have a friend though who she did like a semester in a, a, a college in the U.S. and at first, she found it quite fun. However, all was like, you know, oh, your accent's so cute. And then uh, a few months later, she got quite sick of it. Oh,
1: I've actually never got sick of it. <laughs> no. how,
3: how long have you been living there now?
1: Um, over a year now. But I, and oh, I, was, cool. and I was in a long, I, I'm still in the relationship, but we were long distance for nine months prior to me moving here. Mm-hmm. So I was here all the time. And uh, I just I think I just love attention in any shape or form is what it boils down to. Well,
2: I you ha- might never tire of it then. No, literally. <laughs> I think my theory f- to explain that is you know you are a comedian.
1: That's true. I'm a debased person. Is...
2: You're a debased person, and also speaking from experience, <laughs> if I had su- anything I could lean on, I feel like that is often like the way to go. Uh, like you're uh, you're probably. You're, do I know any other British comics in in uh, New York? Do no, I, I actually don't. I don't think I do. But in the few times that I've heard a British comic, not including you, mm. uh, in New York, it's often like they have to introduce it. You have to introduce it. You have to it.
1: comment on it because otherwise it goes on untalked about. Right. And then
2: everyone's like, when are they going to mention it? Yeah, which is interesting because it's like, assuming you don't have to do that in england
1: i think it's like if you're anything though as a comedian it's like if you're any uh, race or sexuality or something yeah you have to mention it otherwise people are like why aren't they talking about it
2: lead with british sophie is what i'm saying if you decide to become a stand-up comedian <laughs>
1: not that british is equivalent to any marginalized no. <laughs> group in america no,
2: not at all not absolutely at all. not
1: if anything it's an advantage you're the whitest of the white when you're british
2: i feel like right not that I would. Not ever, that, that, I
1: don't even know. I'm I wouldn't just, compare
2: yeah. gender or race yeah. to being British, but what I will say is, I feel like as a comic, if there's anything I can, I can associate with myself to separate myself yeah. from anyone else, you know, to 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 make a point to to you know make me stand out from other people.
1: Well, it's I think I it's also
2: it. if you say anything
1: that people notice and never talk about it, they're left underwhelmed. Okay, the whole time.
2: I want to address the dogs because they are going to come up. I was going to say, is it, uh, can you hear them on the... <laughs> FYI, Sophie, um, there are two dogs uh, in my producer's home slash studio. Um, they're two very cute uh, French bulldogs. And anytime there's a knock at the door or somebody comes into the building, they start barking. Can you hear them at all? Yeah, I thought I could hear something. I didn't want to mention
1: it. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. And see, and- it, it pay, it's like pertinent to what we were just talking about because people are just going to hear dogs intermittently.
2: No, no, no it's okay. I, I'm addressing the dogs, and I don't want to pretend that they're not here. Thanks. I want the world to know. <laughs> hear that Hey, hear that everybody there's dogs here and there's no reason to be ashamed okay there's a dog in the studio at this Whoa, very hey. oh, moment oh wow well, there's two dogs they're in the crowding studio. us it's a it's wonderful and i Hi. would expect listeners you probably like dogs because one of the main characters on Frasier is, is a, dog. a dog we know that oh you're spitting on me jesus um
3: Back to Britishisms.
2: The dogs <laughs> so, aren't British. My I'm arm sorry. is so wet. A dog just jumped on me. Sophie, I'm sorry you missed out. Um,
3: I know. I'm jealous now. If you
2: were, if you were you should, here, I'm, I'm literally soaked. Oh, if, you. if you were here, the dogs would be all over you. Um, yeah.
1: One just jumped on my lap and then went like, uh, you know, the way that bulldogs kind of go like, like all over the yeah, place. Yes.
2: The, this, the, 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 the loud labor breathing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, moving away from accents. Well, actually, no, I have to bring this up before I forget. Is it just me or does Daphne's accent either change or start to fade? Or does something happen to it through the show?
1: I think she probably just gets used to working in that environment as an actress and gets like, I don't know. It's just like uh, it goes up and down. Like, I know what you mean. Sometimes it's in and out. It's not quite as like. Yes. You compare the first season to the last season. she's Way more like.
2: Oh, I'm Daphne. Yeah, like first season, I felt she was more whimsical. Sophie, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I agree. I think it does sort of um, lessen a bit as it goes on. Um, I think that kind of goes with her character as well, really, Mm. because in the early season, she's very sort of kooky and eccentric, and that's when her accent is strongest. But then later on, her accent goes away a little bit more, and that's when she's a bit more sort of like niles's wife and becomes i think a bit of a less interesting character
1: but i guess also that would go with someone that's lived in the u.s for such a long time anyway so i guess yeah that's true you never know it could have been a character choice
2: i mean i don't know what the timeline is on anyone or you know people losing their british accents Mm -hmm. like i one of my uh best friends from high school came here from no, he did come from boarding school from England. And uh, he, he said to me that his, at least for, I don't, I, again, I can't ask him or anyone else here, do you choose to lose your accent or like, does it just fade away? But in his case, it did fade. Mm. And for him, what he experienced. Wait, was he American or English? Or? Well, he's actually Nigerian, but he, oh, but he like, he like went to school. In Britain. Like
1: in a posh boarding school? Or? I
2: don't know if it was posh.
1: Most boarding schools are posh, I think. Is but that.
2: perhaps it was posh. I should ask him. But when he when he came to the States, he did still have an accent when I knew him. And then by the end of high school, it was uh, not not so much. And hmm. a lot of people at my school stopped talking to him. Because, Wait, why? Because they liked his accent. And that's why they were talking to him. Oh, that's so sad. Isn't that ridiculous? That's horrible. I think it's ridiculous.
3: Well it's a similar thing with uh, John Mahoney isn't it because he's originally from the north of England uh, Wait, and then really? moved. Yeah he's he was born in Blackpool uh and grew up in Manchester coincidentally. <laughs> um and then he moved to the US apparently when he was only about 18. Uh so he just completely lost his accent. I'm not sure whether I it was like a choice that. or but yeah, he just, uh, obviously, oh, I mean, Anita, does he sound American to you? Absolutely. He sounds oh, really yeah. American,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, John Mahoney, e- yes, 100% sounds American, and I mostly just assumed that he was. Well, you can
1: always tell when an English person is doing an American accent, because it's very, like, robotic almost, and the yeah. R's are really elongated, I think.
2: Well, also, I'm going to I'm gonna use a pretty insane parallel here, but, like, two things that uh, I see, uh, that uh, are very similar to me are with British accents Mm. and with Latin America, speaking as a Latina woman, people often have very specific assumptions about people from Latin America as if there aren't many different countries within Latin America. So you can't just like equate, uh, you know, a food or a behavior to like that many countries. Similarly, what I think about British accents is there's so many, then how are you ever going to do a quote-unquote correct one if you're just using one sort of Oh, the blanket accent English accent. To, right? Because uh, does that really work? I That's was my just going to
1: say, because I know there are different accents the different like, yes, uh, countries in, Spanish, in South America. Yes, in absolutely, yeah. yes. And even like a Spanish person from Europe sounds completely different to a Spanish person from South America.
2: Well, and to correct use, if you say a Spanish person, you're referring to someone from spain that's what i meant like a spanish right. person oh from spain, i thought you when, meant
1: from europe is what i meant like spain is in europe
2: <laughs> got it yes which was also you know what, though? i heard yeah. a
1: really fun story um apparently spanish people from spain have lisps more in their oh the, yes the lisp. the f- because like because a king there ages ago used to have a lisp and made everybody in spain talk with the lisp to make himself less self-conscious and that's why the accent is what it's like
2: listen Listeners, I cannot um, say whether or not do we know this is for sure. I'm going to check it out. Something I heard from
3: I a think, friend. I think I've heard that as well. Yeah, I'm not right? sure when, but I think I have heard that. Interesting.
1: It could be hearsay, um, <laughs> but it's a fun story. Everyone loves a
2: good rumor. I know I do. <laughs> um, Sophie, would you would you say like, well, actually to both of you, would you say you've ever heard an American like in a movie do a good accent? And if like a so. one? a British one Uh, excuse me yeah I meant to say a good British accent and if it was good was it a specific like oh that's because this is a specific kind
3: of British accent
1: it's mostly period dramas for me where I feel that someone's decent okay like
3: yeah and that's usually the kind of posh British accent that's I think maybe a bit easier to do than like for example Manchester Um, and same actually with a like in Bridget Jones's diary, I think Renee Zellweger got it quite good. Um, But that again was quite, yeah, again, that was quite like a posh, like Southern English accent. And uh, I don't think I've ever heard an American do like a Northern accent very well or like Scottish or something or Welsh even. I
1: mean, who's played Scottish that's American? The only thing I can think of is Mel Gibson. I'm thinking of Shrek. (laughs) Oh, oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, he's Canadian though. He doesn't count.
2: (laughs)
3: Um,
1: yeah, That's
2: true. I that. Wait, is it Mel Gibson in Braveheart? That's what oh, I was thinking. Yeah. That's the only
1: one I can think of.
2: Not a film I've seen. Um, uh,
1: me either. I just know the same, pop culture yeah. references.
2: Do you know that once, uh, just to give you an idea of how pompous Americans can be, uh, somebody asked me to do voiceover work uh, in, in in the way I speak now, but also in a British accent. He mentioned that there would be more money involved for the British accent. And without even a thought, I said, oh, yeah, I do a British accent. <laughs> really, truly not if thinking about it. money's on the
1: table, you just go, yeah.
2: Yeah. And then um, fortunately, this was like, you know, like a friend slash acquaintance. And, you know, it, so it wasn't that big of a deal because then when I tried to do it, yeah, I basically just, um, I did a Mary Poppins. I think I did. Oh, <laughs> you did a Dick you mean? Or no, what did I say? I said... <laughs> So I asked on Facebook, but I'll ask you both first. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how it went. And he very quickly said, you know what? Let's scrap it. We don't, we don't need the British accent. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, separately from accents, uh, when I sort of uh, weighed in on Facebook to British Fraser fans about things that stuck out to them on the show, mm. um, they very uh, promptly really started listing things that have been mentioned on the show that are British. So then the first thing that came up was Devonshire clotted cream. So. Clotted cream. Clotted cream. This is season one, episode three, very (laughs) early on when Niles. Do you have the
1: timestamp within the episode? You know,
2: give me five minutes. I could get it for you. Uh, I like to, you know, I like people to have references. So Niles uh, is very much already uh, obsessed with Daphne, but he's still trying to hide it. So he shows up to, um, to Fraser's and brings a gift for Martin his dad devonshire clotted, clotted cream and then of course uh Daphne says cl- cl- I'm not no I'm not No please anything. do please do clotted cream that's that's my favorite okay I'm done
1: uh, I mean it's a, that kind of does sound like Daphne <laughs> Oh, Caught my <laughs> <a claim. laughs> No, that was Scottish, whatever the fuck I did. Uh,
2: there's actually, but I also like later on, which, by the way, now makes so much sense to me that uh, John Mahoney is uh, British in real life. He does an impression of Daphne as Martin within the show, making fun of her. And he says something like, uh, what shall I do with me hair? Like he says it, ex- but, <laughs> but he American nails accent. it. Or? He nailed, I thought, yeah, he I guess you said it.
1: he grew up in Manchester. He knows how to do a Manchester accent.
2: I mean, what I wish now is I, I wish I had heard him do a British accent. Cause that, cause I've never heard him do it. It
1: still before. blows my mind that he's actually British because, and then he just lost his accent or purposefully became American.
2: Well, I'd say it's a quite, perhaps a, a very popular move in the life of an actor.
1: I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean, America's where the money is.
2: And perhaps not a coincidence, my friend that I mentioned to you before, who lost his accent, is an actor. Ah,
1: uh, yeah. So, makes sense. Um,
2: so do either one of you like Devonshire clotted cream? Is that even <laughs> something that British people care about? Or does it depend on the British person?
1: I've had clotted cream independent of the region. Like, I'm not sure where it came from.
3: Uh, Sophie? Yeah, same. I'm not sure if... Devonshire has anything specific about it. But uh, yeah, I've had clotted cream before. It's quite nice.
2: It's decent. Good enough I don't think I have. Uh, so separately, somebody else said that there are many nods to whales in the show. Now, the first nod was to a show... Or movie, how green was my valley? <laughs> I, are you?
1: No, I just think that's it. Sounds very well
2: in season three, episode seventeen. Fraser is looking to rent How Green Was My Valley from a video store, uh, and then gets into a sort of argument with somebody that grabs it first. Are you guys familiar with How Green Was My Valley?
1: I mean, you're from Wales, so this is like your demographic. Um,
3: I think I've heard the name. I think the film is from maybe like the 1950s it's a really old film I haven't seen it I have heard of it before um yeah that's a weird one I'm not sure why Frasier would have been (laughs) particularly interested in it very specific the second
2: reference (laughs) Frasier uh in season seven episode 11 has a Christmas party that's very poorly attended he plans to read a child's Christmas in Wales at the the party (laughs) uh Again, that also seems like a very specific reference.
1: Did they have a Welsh writer on staff at any point? Because this is very like...
2: I mean, I know that Joe Keenan was in England at one point. He did not live there. He visited. <laughs> at this moment, I cannot remember where he was, but perhaps it was Wales. <laughs> that would make uh, a lot of sense.
1: Uh, oh, Sophie, do you know what? what is it? A Welsh child in Christmas or...? Oh yeah.
3: Uh, I think it's I think again that's something from like the 50s as far as I know but it, it's written by like quite a big Welsh writer called Dylan Thomas I've probably I think I've probably read it in school at some oh, I've, point I've
1: heard of Dylan Thomas.
3: yeah I, I think I probably have read it I couldn't and I think maybe in school someone did like a performance of it maybe but yeah again it's quite a specific reference to being Frasier I'm not really sure where that would have come from <laughs>
1: Someone must have had like a love affair with whales to have like these many whales deep cuts.
2: I'm guessing uh, there and there have been two mentions on the show of a particular British whiskey. Which one? Called Glen Farkless. Glen Yeah, I think <laughs> Glen, whatever you said, malt whiskey.
1: Yeah, Glen Fiddick is like a big like uh, whiskey brand back home.
2: Okay.
3: Sophie, would you say it's a fancy whiskey? To be honest, I'm not a big whiskey drinker. I don't oh. think I've even heard of it. I mean, um, you
1: know I mean I'm, I'm a bartender as my side hustle, so I know. Uh,
3: you. you know more than me then. I Yeah, I, I drink, but not whiskey. You know Glenn what?
1: Glenfiddich is like an old man whiskey.
3: It's an old man whiskey. Yeah, it's a scotch. I want to say also,
2: I'm recognising, perhaps it's not fair of me to assume that either one of you know everything about England. And I, and I apologize if that is offensive. <laughs> no, it's But I'm not. realizing that now. Like, okay, that doesn't, you may not even drink. Um,
1: you got lucky in that, that Sophie is from Wales because yeah. these are very, I would not know anything about Wales.
2: Well, this, this particular thing about the whiskey is not, I don't think it is a Welsh specific thing. This was just like another thing.
1: It's just like an English Scotch whiskey that is like your go-to. Yeah. For buying like your your granddad a Christmas present around Christmas time.
2: There's an episode in season, in season eight, episode seven. Uh, Raz is uh, dating a man who is cheating on her and then Fraser becomes friends with him because he's cool. And then it becomes this very dramatic situation. <sighs> but she's uh, filling him in on her love life and she finds some of this fancy whiskey Takes a sip of it and then tosses the rest of it in the sink. And Fraser's very upset. It's aged twenty-five years, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so it's apparently very fancy. But I mean, uh,
1: I would be inclined to agree with Rose in that setting because yeah. I think Scotch sucks and Bourbon is where it's at.
2: Uh, another uh, another sort of uh, English thing that uh, Fraser mentions a lot is that the fact that he went to Oxford University. He did. <laughs> he did. There's an episode where. There's like a new radio host who's very handsome and smart and Fraser feels very threatened by him. So they start sort of kind of having like a shall we say dick measuring contest where they're both like <laughs> describing their sort of accomplishments. Uh, and then Fraser says I went to Oxford University. Uh, I don't know a Wait, lot so of it. Then
1: does he go like I went to Cambridge or something? Yeah, yes, <laughs> he that's does? exactly
2: what happens. Yes. Uh. I honestly forgot what he said after and that is what he said I I believe he said he went to Cambridge
1: ironically what the better answer would be is saying I went to Imperial College London because that is the number one ranked university in England
2: really yeah what's so great about
1: it I don't know I believe one of the either Prince William or Prince Harry went there for one year before going to St Andrews in Scotland
2: interesting but um speaking of the royal family I believe I don't know Sophie if you got a chance to see it and I can show it to you Rebecca if you didn't but I sent you a picture a screenshot from the episode Daphne's Room, where Fraser ends up in Daphne's room. I remember that episode. And uh, she, he finds a picture of Daphne with Prince Charles. Mm. Do you guys remember this?
1: I do, actually. I yeah. remember Daphne's room. Yeah,
2: I do as well. Yeah. And, and Sophie, when you... Uh, see, because my knowledge of the royal family you know, is basically Princess Diana. I honestly never really followed along. What, I don't know Kate Middleton, no Meghan Markle? Uh, you know, yeah, I checked in on Meghan Markle, but, but you know, old school. Prince mm. Charles, young Prince Charles, I don't know much about him. Was he, uh, was he a, you know, a, a bit of a, a wildcat uh, before Diana?
1: Well, he, I believe the rumor is, like, he cheated on Diana with Camilla, who is his current wife. Oh, okay. Uh...
2: And according to the show Frasier, maybe Daphne, too.
1: I mean, he was never a hot piece. Like he's always been a very like uh, blotted, big head, like terribly, terribly inbred looking man. Ah. No, if, I mean, I'm not going to like I, I hope that eventually I can return to England and this podcast is not used as like a, an example of dissension from the country for just uh, reading Prince Yeah, Charles You can't next. you
2: can't go back.
1: Now. I mean, yeah, no, I know I can't come back.
2: Wow! Can you imagine? I, my it would really uh, make me laugh very hard if, like, years from now, when you you know after your third HBO special, Rebecca, this um, that some- is so
1: complimentary.
2: Somebody comes up uh, uh, from a blog, it takes uh, you know a piece of of this podcast. Hmm. I don't know what what would the headline be that you are Rebecca
1: and- Shortle says Prince Charles is terribly inbred, <laughs> 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 and you won't believe what happens next. <laughs>
2: It's good. You know what? I think that's a really good sign that you've really made it when people start digging through everything oh, you've ever comments. said. That's right. Yeah. So the reason if, I think yeah. I'll never,
1: <laughs> well, the reason I think I might ever actually be famous is because I have combed through my past social media accounts and taken away anything that could be read right as problematic. And then I think I've jinxed myself.
2: That's right. Yeah. In doing that. You know what? Keep it real. I would like to think you don't have anything hiding deep in your, in your tweets.
1: I had a Twitter when I was 17, which was my actual name. The reason my Twitter is not my actual name now is because I was like, who's this other Rebecca Shorter? And it turns out it was 17-year-old me the whole time. Amazing. Um, wow. But on that Twitter is a bunch of just like, you know when teenagers are just dicks? Of course. So it's just me being like, oh, my life is skins like the whole time and talking about drugs.
2: Okay, that sounds pretty classic 17-year-old. Yeah. Um, actually, Sophie, I'm I'm curious it's because we met on Twitter have you uh linked up with other like creatives because of Twitter?
3: Yeah, definitely. I um t- Twitter's like the main social network that I'm on, really. I don't have Instagram. Um and yeah, because I do a lot of writing, Twitter seems to be where all the writers hang out, really.
2: It's true. That's who they are. Now that. to Rebecca's point about being sort of an emotional 17-year-old, <laughs> um, Sophie Were you old enough, or did they have it there, for uh, uh, old enough for MySpace?
1: Oh, I had MySpace, did you?
3: I did not. I know other people in school did. Um, I I just think for some reason I wasn't interested. Sophie, did you ever have Bebo? (laughs) Oh, no, I don't think I did. But again, I remember hearing about it a lot. But yeah, um, I'd forgotten about Bebo. What's Bebo?
1: Bebo was like a a, a MySpace-esque. Social media network thing. Okay, Um, you could draw on people's walls. I set up three fake profiles and catfished a lot of my classmates with them on Bebo. Oh,
2: okay. Troublemaker.
1: Oh, I was like a professional catfisher in my youth. It was wow.
2: Did you guys also have uh, my uh, the uh, what is it AOL Instant Messenger? We had MSN. MSN. Mm -hmm. That sounds a lot like AIM to me. Yeah. That's where I experienced. Uh, not catfishing, well, a little, actually, because the dangerous part about um, AOL Instant Messenger is, you know, like, I would sign into it at, say, my friend's house yeah, and forget about it. Then her little cousin went on... And could use your... Yeah, could use my aim and then started messaging people on my <laughs> list and just saying, bitch. <laughs> 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 I was like, what a bastard. <laughs> like, And I didn't even find out until my... What my best friend in the whole world is still uh, my friend, uh, Denise. Hey, Denise, uh, from, <laughs> from high school. And she, uh, we didn't become friends until senior year of high school. She thought that I hated her because somebody <laughs> under my screen name, sophomore year of high school, just texted her or messaged her and just said, bitch. (laughs) So she thought I hated her, you know? I mean, Sophie and Rebecca, neither one of you missing out on. Although actually, no, Rebecca, I feel like you could have had a great time on AIM.
1: Oh, no, I had a great time on MSN. I made multiple accounts. I had, this is going to make me sound like an absolute sociopath. (laughs) I invited five of my friends Mm -hmm. to do an elaborate catfish on this one boy who I did not like.
2: Well, I hope he was just a misogynistic, awful person. Oh, yeah, he
1: sucked. He's actually a a very right-wing person now.
2: Okay, I'm fine with it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is the point in
1: our friendship where I reveal the depths of my personality that are bad.
2: I can tell you that Mm. the thing I still feel the most guilty for happened in either... Uh, preschool or kindergarten, Mm -hmm. I was fighting over a chair with this uh, girl named Jennifer. Jennifer, (laughs) shout out to Jennifer if you're listening. And we were fighting over a chair and she took it and then when she turned around, she was talking to somebody and I took it and then she sat and fell on her butt OK, so that's definitely equally as bad and must be it, I must feel really bad about it, Rebecca, because like I still, still think remember about it. It. her fa- like thinking she was going to sit on the chair and then oh, falling on her bum. What a as, prank. As some British people say, do you? I don't know.
1: I say bum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Iron- weirdly enough, I like the word but more. I feel like it has more impact.
2: Oh, OK. Oh, all right, here's I want to get to food a little bit, like food, food, not just clotted cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody uh, mentioned to me another Britishism on the show, the heavenly aroma of death of Daphne's fry up. So apparently oh, <laughs> like a breakfast. Two, right. So I didn't know what this was. Uh, and this person said that the fry up was mentioned in season two or three and said it's a meal usually consisting of sausage, bacon, eggs, baked beans, mushrooms, toast, tomatoes. Are those all the ingredients?
1: Sometimes there's blood orange. uh, Not blood orange, sorry. Um, (laughs) Blood sausage. Blood
2: pudding, yeah. Black pudding. pudding.
1: Black pudding, yeah.
2: I, for one, think it sounds delicious.
1: You know what's weird? I've lived here so long that I forgot what um, black pudding was and was like blood orange, blood sausage, blood something. (laughs)
2: Uh, Oh, okay. Here's one I've never heard of. In uh, the episode Crack Tales, in my opinion, a very infamous episode. This is the last Why episode infamous? because this is the, the wig episode. <laughs> this is the wig. Thank you, Sophie. You get it. I'll show you some pictures, Rebecca. Mm. But Crocktales was an episode, season eleven, uh, episode twenty-two. This was actually the last episode before the two-part series finale. Oh, so this was a really interesting premise, which was like basically there's like a broken crock, like a like a in in Fraser's kitchen, and essentially it's like just goes back and forth in time, like all the way to like 94, 93, and is basically telling a story of this crowd. I remember this episode now that you've told me the plot. As told with terrible wigs to to, show the passage of time. Truly iconically bad wigs. (laughs) There is mention apparently of a cheese called Yarg Cheese. Yarg? Yarg. Are either one of you familiar with Yarg Cheese? Sophie? No, yeah. I
3: don't think so.
2: <laughs> All right, I'm looking it up. Is it a type of cheese is it, or
1: is it a region or?
3: It is a. Yarg sounds like more like Dutch or German, maybe. Like I don't know.
1: Y-A-R-G or?
3: According to Wikipedia, Cornish
2: Yarg is a semi-hard cow's milk cheese made in Cornwall, England. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, oh. uh, you know what? Then that feels sloppy it, because <laughs> it does kind of sound like. With the Britishisms, a lot of them are not just from Wales, but just randomly throughout. Or, you know, references to uh random pop culture, mm. uh, how green was my valley. I don't Did know.
1: They, yeah, I think they search for like obscure British culture and then just try and pop it in there, maybe.
2: All right, then I change it I change it back. Then kudos to them. Because in in that case, it's cool to see uh, seemingly a lot of people recognizing these references, uh that like the Fraser fans that um, that were pointing out Britishisms to me. Perhaps that person who uh, pointed out uh, Yarg cheese. Maybe they're from Cornwall. True, Cornwall's maybe. a lovely place. But I don't know for sure. But I I do think uh, there is definitely. I know that there are that are, there are Br- you guys also uh, the proof. Um, but at a certain point, this podcast, my podcast, was on iTunes on like the film and TV charts, like in the UK, number 65. Oh, congratulations. My producer, because, you know, she keeps track of all the analytics and stuff. She sent me this email she got from iTunes. It's like, what? That's pretty cool. And that's why I wanted to do this episode. I hope that I haven't offended too many Brits with my ignorance. Um, I was hoping I could quash it (laughs) by having the two of you here.
1: British culture is not the worst thing to be ignorant of, to be honest.
2: Thank God. All right. I'm I'm okay with that. No one's gonna call you problematic, you know.
3: Sophie, what do you think? Problematic? No, I think it's fine. I mean, we haven't we haven't heard of yog cheese either. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Not not insulting anyone. Oh, thank goodness. Well, I think that
2: brings us to the end uh, of this special uh, British centric episode. Of I'm listening. I want to thank both of my, my guests for being here. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you so much, Sophie. Uh, <laughs> Sophie, what do you, what do you have going on on the internet? Where should people follow you?
3: Um, you can find me on Twitter at it's Sophie Davis, which is spelled D-A-V-I-E-S. Perfect. And Rebecca, what about you?
1: Um, My Twitter presence is very underwhelming because I haven't tweeted since November 20. 20- 17 or 16. <laughs> I had a real hot tweet streak around the election of Donald Trump. And oh, great. Two years ago. Tweeting. Yeah, two years ago. So if you want to see an inactive Twitter, follow me at at rocking the horse. Uh, my Instagram is Rebecca dot um, Which is S H O R T A L L. It's short until put together. Um, I can't really plug upcoming shows because I don't know when this will air. That's
2: all right. But you do perform comedy in I, in
1: <laughs> New York.
2: That's right. New York City, baby. You can find her all over this. That's true. I suppose follow my
1: Instagram if I ever remember to actually plug the shows that promoters asked
2: me to plug. That's right. Yeah. Maybe I'll plug for Rebecca. We'll see. Probably
1: Um, a better Yeah. Yeah. I
2: I love plug. I mean, you love attention. I do too. And Mm. I love it on social media. I will be the first to admit that.
1: Oh, I just want people to think I'm thin and good looking. Like that's the reason I'm in comedy.
2: I mean, you know, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much to the both of you for being here and until next time, good night, Seattle.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs)